Hi, and welcome back to the Feeling Beautiful is Possible podcast with your host, Maria Morales, the life artist and creator of the Diabetes Doesn't Define Me coaching program, where I am helping you, the woman that has diabetes or pre-diabetes, go from feeling defeated, overwhelmed, lacking confidence, lacking motivation, not feeling healthy, to feeling extremely powerful, healthy, beautiful, and confident to become the artist of your own life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about diabetes and alcohol. Lots and lots of women, and also men, are constantly asking me, what about alcohol? Is that something we need to eliminate as well from our diet? Well, there's a lot of different factors that we need to consider when we are going to utilize alcohol as part of our meal plan. So, surprisingly, drinking alcohol as a person with diabetes is not a big problem because there are different alcohols, different ways of drinking it, and different situations that will affect you differently. So, when we have diabetes, we can do pretty much anything we want. We just need to know exactly how to do it and how our body reacts to the certain things that we like to do. Remember, not every person is the same. Your body as a person with diabetes or pre-diabetes is completely different than somebody else's. So your, the way you do things, your lifestyle, doesn't need to be exactly what the other person does because it may affect you completely differently. But there's general rules, and that's what we're going to be sharing in our podcast today. Now, although we're not going to, you know, we're not here encouraging you to go and get hammered, all right? It's not about validating that you should get close to being an alcoholic. It's not about you drinking every single day because alcohol has its consequences for any other human being that doesn't have diabetes, and they're the same for you, and probably sometimes a little worse. So... I'm not condoning drinking excessively, and I'm not promoting that you go and start drinking alcohol or drink more than you did before just because of what I am going to share with you. Is that okay? All right. So let's start by talking about how alcohol affects your blood sugar. So some types of alcohol are going to raise your blood sugar levels acutely, which means pretty quickly while some types of alcohol will lower your blood sugar levels. On top of the initial blood sugar response based on your alcohol of choice, almost all types of alcohol have a a blood sugar lowering effect for up to 16 hours. So usually about 8 to 12 hours, you may have a lowering effect of your sugars after you drink alcohol. I know. Pretty, co- pretty confusing. Leave it to diabetes to make it very complicated. So it's important to know which types of alcohol affect blood sugar differently so you can manage your diabetes without having any, um, going into any dangerous situations. So types of alcohol and how they affect the blood sugar. Remember that all alcohol has calories, but not all alcohol has carbohydrates. And as you know, carbohydrates are the ones that turn into sugar and impact your levels immediately. So let me give you a quick lesson on the main nutrients that contain calories. 
So proteins have four calories per gram, right? Carbs also have four calories per gram. And fat has nine calories per gram. Now alcohol has seven calories per gram. So in a way or another, you're going to get calories from alcohol. So if you're on a weight loss regimen or weight maintenance regimen, alcohol can impact you, your goals for weight um, management because of the amount of calories you may be consuming. It may not be so much that it affects your sugars as it affects your weight. So remember, most alcoholic beverages are not going to have protein. They're going to have either carbs or um, they're not going to have much fat either or no fat at all. So they're basically going to come from the carbs and just alcohol itself. So let me tell you about beers and IPAs. So the two reasons for beer's caloric content is alcohol. So the major contributor to the calories in the beer is every gram of alcohol that it has. The other factor is that there are carbohydrates present in beer due to sugar left over from fermentation process. So you're getting calories from both places, from the alcohol content of the beer and from the carbohydrate content of the beer. So we're not going to go into the fermentation science. It's something you can probably Google or YouTube it. So just know that when yeast eats the sugar that is extracted from the grains in the brewing process, it doesn't eat all the sugar. So the residual sugars provide the beer's body and sweetness. That's so important to balance the bitter hops. Naturally, beers with more residual sugars present also Present also have more calories than drier beers of the same alcohol by volume. So the carb content of the beer is going to vary depending on the type of beer. But on average, most beers are going to have anywhere from 10 to 20 grams of carbs in a 12-ounce beer. Okay, so 10 to 20 grams of carbs in a 12-ounce beer. Light beers can have less than 10 grams of carbs per 12 ounces. So if you're really watching your carbs then you might want to choose the light beers. They're also going to have less calories. The tricky beers like the craft beers and the weird flavored beers, those can be all over the place in the content of carbs and calories. For example, uh, a Bud Light Lime, a Bud Light lime Grape Arita. So it's like a margarita beer type of thing. It's got 39 grams of carbs in 8 ounces. So this is like drinking pure juice or pure sugar, we should just, let's say it the way it is. So be sure that you know the carb content of what you're drinking, especially if you plan on having more than one like most people do. So except for the light beers, most beer will initially raise your sugar levels before you start seeing a steady lowering of lower blood sugars over the next four or eight hours. So the, the beer is gonna spike you up unless it's light beer, so regular beers, it's going to spike your sugars up and then slowly it's going to start lowering the levels over the next four to eight hours. Now let's talk about wine. I love wine. I'm not a beer girl. I love my sweet wines. Um, I know I should be drinking the red dry wines because those are the ones with most antioxidants and less sugar, but I just love sweet drinks. And sweet wines are the ones I love. Moscato is really my favorite wine. So when it comes to wines and champagne, most wines are low in carbs. They're going to range from drier wines 
which is like zero to one grams of carbs, to the Riesling, which is a sweet one, that has about five grams of carbs in five ounces. So as a general rule, the bigger bodied the wine, the higher the carb count, okay? The lighter bodied the wine, the lower the carb count. So most wines, especially red, will have a blood sugar lowering effect unless you consume more than two glasses, which can then result in higher blood sugars. So your limit with wine to continue to have lower blood sugars is two glasses of wine. So just keep that in mind. Now the hard liquors, like distilled spirits like vodka or rum, whiskey, they have nothing left but the alcohol. So they have no carbs. That's good news. However, we're going to mix them usually with something sugary, like sweet and sour mix or whiskey sours or daiquiris or margaritas. And now we're going to add 17 grams of carbs because they, we added the sweet stuff to them. Um, or maybe you're going to start adding uh, a juice like vodka cranberry or um, what's this one called? The screwdrivers with orange juice. So if you're going to be adding juices, then you're now going to add a lot of carbs to your hard liquors that didn't have any carbs to begin with. Plus, on top of that, more calories. There's sweet liqueurs like Amaretto. Oh, I love Amaretto. I love Amaretto Sours. Um, this one has 27 grams of carbs. And the cocktails like the screwdriver, like I was saying, vodka and orange juice, or other fancy mixed drinks can be a nightmare for carb counting without knowing the unknown amount of sugary mixers the bartenders brew up for you. But if you're making it yourself, you can probably count the, the carbs yourself. So you got to watch the bartender because I speak from experience. When I say I had an accidental whiskey and regular Coke instead of whiskey and Diet Coke. So you got to make sure that you're watching what they're putting in your drinks. So sometimes it's just better to drink these hard liquors on the rocks because they won't have anything else but alcohol and calories from alcohol only. But if you're like me, I got to mix it with things that are sweet so that I can drink it. So let's talk about low blood sugars and alcohol. Alcohol intake can interfere with the liver's production of glucose, which can cause you to have hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. So alcohol intake can lower blood sugar immediately and up to 12 hours after drinking. So most alcohol has a blood sugar lowering effect. So we need to avoid hypoglycemia. That is the most important thing, not only for health reasons, but also to preserve the fun you're trying to have when you're having a drink. The scary part about alcohol and low blood sugar is that in an emergency situation caused by alcohol-induced low blood sugars, if they give you a glucagon shot, it's not going to work because the liver is impacting your lip, um, it's being impacted by the alcohol consumption. What does that mean? It means that your liver is too busy attempting to clear out the toxins from the alcohol and it's not going to release the sugar into your bloodstream that you need when you're having very low sugars. So if you were to become unresponsive because of too much alcohol or alcohol-induced hypoglycemia, your emergency personnel has to administer IV sugar, IV glucose. The glucagon shot is not going to work. 
Now, we can avoid this 100% if we are aware of what alcohol does to your sugars. Be aware of your blood sugars at all times. If you have a continuous glucose monitor, that's even better. If you don't, then you know you want to make sure that you're eating some at some point before and during the time that you're drinking. Um, other people um, may need to reduce the basal insulin that they're using by 30 to 50% for an extended period of time um, because of this issue of lowering your sugar several hours later. So how are we going to stay safe while we drink? Well, we need to know that the symptoms of being drunk are pretty similar to the symptoms of low blood sugar. And this can be very dangerous because you may not know that you're bottoming out. You think you're drunk or you're getting buzzed. The same thing will be with the people that are around you. They will think, well, that person is just drunk. So they won't help you the way they need to. So you need to educate your friends and your family that if you're drinking, that you have diabetes and that they need to know what to do in an emergency situation. The first thing they need to do is make sure that you ate something. If you haven't eaten, you've been drinking for a while, then they need to offer you something to drink with sugar and a meal, okay, to make sure that your sugars don't continue to drop. And if that you became unresponsive because you drank a bit too much and now your sugars are dropping at really low, then that they need to let the personnel from the um, ambulance personnel, you know, the paramedics, they need to let them know that you've been drinking and that you probably need IV glucose. So it will be also helpful to wear identification that states that you have diabetes to make sure you receive the proper care in case somebody there that helps you does not know you have diabetes because they don't know you. They can see that you have a bracelet or a necklace or a chain or that you have it in your wallet that you have diabetes. Do not drink on an empty stomach and at least eat carbs and fat either before or while you're drinking to help avoid hypoglycemia. So according to the American Diabetes Association, you should be checking your blood sugars before and after you drink to make sure you're staying within normal ranges between 100 to 140 to stay safe. So in summary, alcohol affects different people in different ways. So in if you're in doubt, test your sugars, take your meter with you when you're going to go out drinking. I know it might not be the funnest thing to have, but it's the safest thing to do. And then as you get to know how your body reacts to blood sugars, I mean, how your blood sugars react to alcohol, then you're going to be able to enjoy it and have fun with, like everybody else. So if you found this information useful, I would love it if you can share this podcast. Um, know that you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. It's called Diabetes with a Twist. And there we also go live and we do all kinds of other education. So as usual, thank you so much for listening. My name is Mariel Morales, the life artist and creator of the Life Artist Formula and the Diabetes Doesn't Define Me coaching program helping you go from overwhelmed and defeated and unhealthy to feeling healthy, powerful, confident, beautiful, and ready to become the artist of your own life. Until then, thank you and bye for now.